up, what up, what up? Ladies and gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, the Hoods ESPN, Crystal Street's golden boy, Dre Day. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is episode 208. Episode 208 of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. This episode here, listen, I told y'all before. Yes, this is a sports podcast. Absolutely. No diggity, no doubt. But as a fan of music, there's a thing that's been going on, I want to say, for about a good year and a half now called Versus. Shout out to Timbaland and Swiss Beats and their people. Because they have constructed something called Versus. And what you do is they take some of our icons and legends in the music industry. And they put them together to go up against each other and battle Versus. You take 20 of your best records. And us as the fans, us as the consumers, we get to decide and choose which song was better out of the songs that they selected for that respected round? Okay. So, for me, it's a battle. It's competition. It's competitive. It's like a sport. It's competitive. Now, there have been some battles where it was more of a celebration than it was a battle. Where it was nothing but love, no shit talking, no none of that. You know what I'm saying? This battle that's about to happen falls under that same realm. I believe that this battle falls under the same realm of a Method Man and Red Man. Because that was more so of a love thing. That was more of a celebration thing. I believe that this versus that we are about to get with Fat Joe, Joe Crack. Trinity Ave, the Bronx, against Jeffrey Atkins, a.k.a. Ja Rule. Queens in the building, Hollis, you hear me? It's murder. We got Terror Squad versus Murder, Inc. in this upcoming versus. Now, for me, I'm all for it. Now, I know for a lot of people out there, I believe they wanted to see something bigger after the most recent verses. The most recent verses we got was Dipset and The Locks. And that was so much of a debacle. That was so much of an ass whooping. But as popular as that battle was before it took place and even after. Because afterwards, that battle was talked about for a good two weeks. We now get Joe Crack and Ja Rule. So that was a battle for New York, and now we're about to have another battle for New York because it's going down here in New York City. Now, let's get to the particulars here. I am glad that this versus is going down. Now, I, now I know a lot of people that are not too thrilled with this battle. You know, some people wanted to see Jalru and 50 Cent. Y'all need to get that out your mind. That is not going to happen, Okay. There are some beefs that can't be rehashed. Now, I know we got 
you know, Gucci and Jeezy a while ago. And they was able to put their differences aside, get on stage, hell, even perform for song, even perform a song they did together back in the day. Do I think they're still friends? No, I don't. I think they just did that to collect the bag, you know, extend the olive branch just for that night, and that's it. I don't see them doing any future records together. I don't even see them being in the same building together for future reference. I just think that's why they did it. Ja Rule and 50 Cent, they will never be in the same building. They will never be friends. So we need to get that out of our mind. And on top of that, 50 or watch Ja Rule. Let's just call it what it is. 50 Cent could just do his Get Rich or Die Trying album and that'll be it. You know what I'm saying? Fat Joe, on the other hand, a lot of people want to see him against Buster. I think that would have been dope. Um, because listen, I, listen, I'm waiting for Buster to get in that ring. I'm waiting for Buster to come outside. And I wouldn't have been mad if him and Fat Joe would have did it because they both got the same kind of records. They got the street anthems. They got the chick records. You know what I'm saying? They got the sleeper check. They got the sleeper records that you wouldn't think would make a versus because for the most part, when you think of verses, you think of your hits. You don't really play the sleeper joints on your album. The concept of the verses is that you play your 20 hits. Everybody has 20 songs, okay? If you've been in this game for that long, it's easy to pick 20 songs. But can you pick 20 of your bangers? Can you pick 20 of your zones? Can you pick 20 of your classic hits? Listen, this battle here, well, let me not say battle. This this celebration here. I mean, it's a I mean, it's a battle nonetheless, but for the most part, I think this is more so of a celebration. And the reason being is because another reason why I'm glad Ja, ja Rule is getting this getting a part of this verse is because I think people need to realize who Ja Rule was when he came out. Because let's be real, since 2002, not in 2002, since 2003 to now, Ja Ru has been the butt of everybody's jokes. Reason being is because of 50 Cent, okay? 50 Cent and Ja Ru has had a storied rivalry beef since Lord knows how long. Got physical amongst the crews unfortunately some people have gotten hurt from it or whatever the case may be 50 single-handedly destroyed murder inc single-handedly they were never the same after 50 cent arrived on the scene okay a little after that ja rule falls off the face of the earth he does a little jail time comes home tries to revamp his career he has a show on MTV. It didn't pan. I mean, I enjoyed the show. Um, I forgot the name of the show, but it was more so farther around his family. But nonetheless, the show was canceled, and now he's falling off the face of the earth. But I think people need to understand who Fat, who Ja Rule really is. From 1999 to 2002. That's 99, 2000, 2001, 2002. 
he had a four-year span where he was one of the top rap artists in the country, okay? Now, y'all know how much I love Jay-Z. Y'all know I worship Hove. I'm a Jehovah Witness. See, when people say they're Jay-Z fans, I say I'm a Jehovah Witness. There's a difference, okay? On the track, Excuse Me, Miss, Jay-Z had a bar where he said, who else you gonna run with? The truth is us. Only dudes moving units and pimp juicing us. What he was saying was, if it wasn't The Rock, if it wasn't Eminem, if it wasn't Nelly, they was the only dudes moving units like that. I have to disagree with that. Now, you know, you don't want to overbar it, of course. You want to, you know, stick to your four-bar setup. But he had to put Ja name in there. You left Ja Rule name out of there. You left Ludacris name out there, but that's neither here nor there. This is about Ja Rule. Ja Rule's name should have been on that list. He should have been in that record. Only dudes moving units and pimp juicing us. He could have said, only dudes moving units and Ja pimp juicing us. I'd have been okay with that. Because Ja Rule's name should have been added on that list. Because Vinny Vetti Vici sold about 3-4 million records. That album came out in 99. That was his debut album. We get to 2000. Or maybe 2001. He drops Rue 336. Does the same amount of numbers. Goes double or probably quadruple platinum. Two to four million records sold. 2001. Pain is Love. Again, goes double, double to quadruple platinum. So Ja is moving units. Ja is selling records. The Last Temptation, I mean, it probably went double or triple. The album wasn't all that, but just off of Ja Rule's name, it sold. Ja Rule was that dude back in the day. When you think of Def Jam Records back in the day, the three-headed monster was Jay-Z, DMX, Ja Rule. You could make a case that there was a time where Ja Rule was a bigger star than Jay-Z. And y'all know if I'm saying that shit, that shit means a lot. I just gotta call a spade a spade. I gotta tell it the way it is. I can't fake the funk. I can't sugarcoat over here. So I'm glad that Ja Rule is getting his roses. I'm thankful and glad that he's getting his roses because I think it's about time people realize who Ja Rule was. Because like I said, he's been the butt of jokes for so many years. I think him being on verses and him playing some of his classic records, it's going to remind people on who he was. Like Roy Jones got that song, Y'all Must Have Forgot. When Ja Rule plays his joints, People going to start rocking up in there because I know I will. Now, his opponent, on the other hand, Fat Joe. Listen, Fat Joe been around for quite some time. I believe Fat Joe been in the game since, shit, the early 90s. So, from a from an experience standpoint, Fat Joe's been in the game longer than Ja Rule. I think Ja Rule got his, I think Fat Joe got his first crack in the game. Think, what, 92, 93? Ja Rule got his first crack in 98, but we're going to get to that later when I go down the track list because there's some records that, you know, I'm hoping that they play that, that you know, I got my own track list of songs that I hope they play. But, again, Joe Crack been in the game 
since the early 90s. So he's been in since the early 90s. Then he goes and revolves to the 2000s. Then he revolves from 2010 to 2020. And now he's still relevant now. So you can make a case that he's been in the game for almost three decades. Ja Rule, on the other hand, like I said, since 2002. Well, from 99 to 2002, he had a four-year stretch that motherfuckers dream to have. But then after that, he fell off the face of the earth. Now, he did make a comeback in 2004. Okay? Now, y'all know what song I'm talking about, but we're going to get to that later. But then after that, we never heard nothing from him again. So if you think of this battle from a longevity standpoint, Fat Joe got the edge. Now for a lot of people out there, there's a lot of people, when this matchup was announced, a lot of people were saying, oh, Joe gonna wash Joe. I wouldn't go that far with the washing. Now me personally, I honestly don't know who I have winning. I just want to dope celebration because again that's what this is it's a celebration i don't really consider it a battle because they are close with each other they are you know they consider each other brothers and then on top of that you gotta make you got you gotta you gotta appreciate how a stand-up dude fat joe is because when they did that new york track fat joe put himself in the crossfires of a 50 jaru beef he had he had to know jumping on that track with fat jumping on that track with Ja Rule will put him in the crossfires of a beef for 50 cent. And that's exactly what happened. Now, luckily, they've been able to patch up. I wouldn't say they're the best of friends, but they do get along now. They're cool. I've seen them in a bunch of pitches together. Unfortunately, we will never get that with Ja Rule and 50 Cent. So people need to get that out their mind. But the one thing I would love to see with this battle, and again, like I said, this is a celebration. So from that aspect, unlike Dipset and the Locks, I would love for people to come out for Ja Rule and Fat Joe, and I truly believe people will. I know one person in particular is definitely coming out. I know one person is definitely coming outside to enjoy this celebration. And that will be the fine queen herself from Glen Cove, Long Island. Murder Inc. representative. Well, I don't know if she repping Murder Inc. anymore, but Ashanti uh, will uh. definitely be in the building. Ashanti will definitely be in the building. Reason being is because she's got tracks with Fat Joe. And she's got tracks with Ja Rule. So, she is definitely coming outside. She is definitely going to be there. Now, who whose side is she going to pick? I mean, let's be real. Fat Joe's What's Love, before Lean Back came out, was Fat Joe's biggest record. So, you know for a Snapple Top fact, he's playing that. Okay, but I think it would only be fitting that Ja Rule brings Ashanti out as opposed to Fat Joe because they was on the same label. And then on top of that, the first song that we heard Ashanti on, obviously, 
the first song we heard Ashanti on was Big Pun. She was doing the background vocals. But we didn't find out about that until after she was signed with Murder, Inc. The first song that we heard Ashanti on was Always On Time. So I think it's only fitting that Ja Rule brings Ashanti out first and then Joe counters with What's Love. But it's going to be dope, though. I truly, I truly think it's gonna be a dope battle. Again, I, again, I would love to see a lot of people come outside for these, for this verses. I know Remy Ma is coming outside. I know that for a fact. Fat Joe is not doing lean back and not having Remy Ma out there. That is not happening. That is not happening. You can forget that. Remy Ma is coming outside. Get ready. Yes, Remy Ma is definitely coming outside because you can make a case that it's probably about two, three records that Remy Ma is on that ja, that Fat Joe could definitely play. He's definitely doing lean back. Let's just get that out the way. Remy is on that. You don't think that he going to want his sister to get her glory on that platform? He's doing all the way up. Remy is on that as well. You don't think he gonna want his sister to get some get some shine on there? Let's be real for a minute. Um, ja Rule, listen, Ja Rule could bring out some players as well. Listen, I would love to. Listen, I think. Listen, I know I'm reaching. This is just my wish list, okay? The two guaranteed people that are showing up is Ashanti and Remy Ma, okay? Those are guarantees that are showing up. I wouldn't mind seeing J-Lo show up on the platform. Because let's be real. They both have songs with J-Lo. Fat Joe got a song called Hold You Down with J-Lo. He could play that. Fat Joe got... I mean, Ja Rule got I'm Real and Ain't That Funny. So, they both... You know what I'm saying? Like, like they could... They, they could actually intertwine that shit together you know what i'm saying like joe could do his hold you down record and then ja rule could be on some oh well hey shit you got a track with j-lo shit i got one so i think it's only fitting that ja brings ashanti out and then i and, and then i think it's only fitting that joe brings out j-lo being that they both from the bronx you could show that bronx unity you know what i'm saying so it's it's it's, it's a couple it's a couple of, it's a couple of things that they could do with this battle well, celebration. I hope Ja Rule brings some of his Murder Inc. affiliates with him. I truly do. I will listen. Ja Rule, li listen. Let's 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 just get to the book. Let's get to the track list, okay? Ja Rule is definitely playing holla holla. Let's get that out the way. He's de he's definitely doing holla holla. That's the first track off the off his first solo off his first album, Vinny Vetti Vici. He is definitely doing that. They are going to play New York, okay? That's Ja Rule's song. Spoiler alert: that is going to close the verses. They are going to end the verses with that song because they're gonna show unity. And on top of that, they're both on it. And it's only right that Jada Kiss comes out and does his verse, even though we just seen him. But I think it would be fitting that all three of them do their verse from New York. Put it on me. Ja Rule is definitely playing that. 
Now, again, I said I want him to bring some people out. I, w- I-, I want this to have a Red Man, Method Man vibe. Reason being is because when they did their verses, they had people come out for them. Expect the Deck had came out for Method Man. Capadonna had came out for Red Man. I think RZA had came out for Method Man. For Red, for, 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 for Red Man, Eric Sermon came out. EPMD came out. K-Solo came out. I'm not sure if Keith Murray came out, but the, the, nonetheless, people came out. People came outside for them. I want to see the same thing with this. Because Ja Rule can't do these songs and not have Murder, Inc. show up. He can't. Put it on me. You got to let Vita come outside. You got to let Vita come outside. You got to let her have her little 15 minutes of fame. Okay? Always on time. Ashanti is definitely coming outside. Mesmerize. Ashanti is definitely coming outside. Down ass bitch. Come on. Charlie Baltimore. Come on. Get her ass up out of Philly and let her come out here and do that song with you, Ja. Between me and you, I'm not sure Christina, I'm not sure if Christina Million would come outside for this, but Ja Rule is definitely playing that. Living it up with Case. I'm not sure if Case would come outside, but Ja Rule is definitely playing that. Thug loving with Bobby Brown. Listen, you gotta get Ja. Come on, Ja. You gotta get him to come outside. You've got to get Bobby Brown to come outside to, to join you on this. He just did a versus. In fact, his, in fact, his versus was before Dipset and um, the locks. And he did Thug Lovin'. <sighs> I cried with Little Mo. Hell, Little Mo was on Put It On Me as well. But... Honestly, I don't know what their relationship is now because I believe Little Mo was on Drink Champs not too long ago. And I didn't peep the whole episode, but I don't know if her and Ja are on good terms right now. But if they was, Little Mo got to come outside. She got to come outside and do the hook. She got to come outside, okay? Listen, Ja Rule got a track. Well, it's not his track. He's featured on it, but he can play it. You know what I'm saying? Rainy Days with the queen of hip-hop soul, Mary J. Now, Mary J., I understand that you said, what does Versus do for you? Because we want to see you on that stage. We want to see you up against Mariah. Can you come out Can you come out for Ja Rule for Rainy Days? Can you come outside for Rainy Days, Mary J.? Now, this is far-fetched. I know it's not going to happen. He got a couple of tracks with Hov. Now, we know Jay-Z ain't coming. We know that's a dub. But there are some joints that I would love to see him do that had Hov on them. Because, again, Ja Rule, he got the chicks for the, he got the records for the ladies, and then he got the street anthems, like the sleeper joints. If this is about straight hits, Ja Rule got it. But I think it's going to be a mixture of street anthems, chick records, and then your hit, hit records. A lot of these songs I just said for Ja Rule, them shits are hit, hit records. Listen, Murder Graham with Hove. I hope Ja plays that. I hope he comes outside with that. I don't think he will, but it's on my wish list. Kill them all with Hove. 
I hope he plays that. I don't think so, but it's on my wish list. You feel me? It's murder with Hoven DMX. He got to come outside with that one. He's got to come outside with that one. Because, again, Fat Joe is going to come outside with some street anthems. He's coming outside with some street anthems. And trust me, Ja Rule got to have that locked in. He's got to. I would love him. I would love to see him do so much pain off of um, the Pain is Love album. Because we all know how much Ja Rule loved Tupac. I would love to see him do that track. I would love to see him do that. Daddy's little girl, he could bring out Mr. Biggs because Mr. Biggs was on the hook. Ron Isley for you slow pokes out there if you don't know who that is. Look, on my look, on my on my track list, I got clap back. I don't think he'll do that because obviously we all know who that's directed to. All that's gonna do is egg on 50 Cent. Cause 50 is petty as a motherfucker. And that's one thing we don't need. I wouldn't be surprised if before the verses, a few days before it, 50 start clowning Ja. I wouldn't be surprised. But that's not the energy that Ja Rule needs to be displaying for the verses. This is this is about him. This is about him getting his flowers. Don't entertain 50's pettiness. So, I mean, yeah, I have a star by clapback. I would like to see him play it, but he doesn't need to. You know what I'm saying? He, he doesn't need to play it. I believe he will play his song Furious from the Fast and the Furious soundtrack. I believe, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, I believe he'll play it. I could definitely see him being on some, oh, yo, this track right here, you know what I'm saying? This was a part of the Fast and the Furious soundtrack, the first, the original Fast and the Furious soundtrack, and then getting the Furious. I could definitely see him playing that. Um, listen. If we talk the street anthems, I would love to see him play Dow M for Murder. I would love to see him play that. Off the Pain is Love album? Shit. Murder for Life with Bleak. Y'all know how much I love Bleak. I would love to see Bleak come outside for this. I think Bleak should do a versus too, but that's neither here nor there. I'm going to stay on topic. Stay focused, Dre. Six Feet Underground, I would love to see him do that. But... This one, I, this one, I hope he definitely does. I don't think he's going to do it, though. I really don't think he's going to do it. We don't give a fuck. Because that record right there, all the murderers is on that stage. Black Child, Cadillac Tie, Vita, Ja Rule. For one night only, we get a Murder Inc. reunion on Versus. Because let's be real, Ja Rule and Ashanti held Murder, Inc. down. There's no denying that. They held Murder, Inc. down. Unfortunately, Black Tie, Cadillac Tie, and Charlie Baltimore, their careers didn't flourish being signed to Murder, Inc. Their highlights was the features that they had. They never really had any individual albums that actually did well on Murder, Inc. So I would love to see them do We Don't Give a Fuck. Now, this last thing, this is not really a song. It's more so of an intro. For any of y'all out there that are Ja Rule fans, his first album, Vinny Vetti Vici, if he does his intro, even if it's a bonus, 
Lord, can we get a break? Lord, can we get a break? We ain't really happy here. We ain't really happy here. Take a look into my eyes. Take a look in. Ah, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. I'm in the zone right now. I'm in the zone right now. But yeah. Ah, oh, man, listen. Yo, this is going to be a dope versus, man. This is truly going to be a dope versus. Now, again, I just said Ja Rule shit. I didn't even get into Fat Joe's bag yet. Now, again, I said he's definitely doing lean back. Let's get that out the way. He's definitely doing lean back. Remy is coming outside for that. Can we agree on that? All the way up, Remy Ma is coming outside for that as well, okay? There is no denying that. This is not going to be a dipset versus locks where J.R. Ryder, 40 Cal, and Hell Rail is in the audience watching this instead of being on that stage. Remy Ma will not be backstage. Well, she will be until it's time for her to come out because she will come out. Can we get Lil Wayne to show up? Can, can Fat Joe get Lil Wayne to come outside for Make It Rain? Because again, these are all songs that will be played. The question is... Is people going to come outside and join them? Because again, I think this is more so of a celebration. I don't, I, I'm not considering this a battle. I'm considering it a celebration. Now, yeah, of course, I'm quite sure they're going to go up there and do some shit talking. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that was a good record. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, but I definitely don't think there's going to be any trash talking. It definitely ain't going to be to the magnitude of what the locks and dipset was. It's definitely not going to be that. But, uh... Listen, Fat Joe can go to I'm So Hood Remix. He could definitely do that. He could definitely do I'm So Hood Remix. He's definitely gonna do his he's definitely gonna do his Miami records. Cause he wants to show his brother Khaled some love. You know what I'm saying? Um, I spoke about Hold You Down with J Lo. I would love to see her come out for that. He's definitely gonna do Flow Joe. Now, for y'all that don't know about that song, that was Fat Joe's, I guess, I guess you could say that was his debut song in 93. Flojo, off his debut album. He's de he definitely gotta play that. He's definitely gotta play that. Oh, speaking of playing, Ja Rule gotta do Can I Get Her? Off the Rush, off the Rush Hour soundtrack and Hobes Volume 2, Hard Knock Life, he's gotta do that. He can go in his bag and be on some. Yo, this song right here, this was the first time y'all heard of me. Shout out to the big homie Hove, because he blessed me and put me on this track. But let's be real, Ja Rule had the best verse on that album, on that, on that track. That's Ja Rule's record. I mean, even though Hove got the opening verse and then the mill got the second verse, Ja Rule, Ja Rule ate on that verse. He ate on that record. So I'm just calling, I'm, I'm just calling the high see it. Um John Blaze, I could definitely see him playing that. Absolutely. I could definitely see him playing John Blaze with Raekwon. Um, I believe Pun was on that record. Speaking of Pun, I would love to see Fat Joe do Twins, Deep Cover. I would love to see him do that. But see, the unfortunate thing is Pun's not here. But... There have been times when Fat Joe does play it, Remy Ma spits Pun's verse. Well, spits his bars. Because it's a it's a back and it's a, it's a back-to-back -back thing that they do on that track. 
like Jada and Styles and you know EPMD. It's a back it's a back to back format. It's not really oh I got a verse and then you come after me with your verse. It's more so of a back to back. But yeah, I would definitely love to see him do twins and then have Remy Ma come outside and recite Big Pun's verse. I mean bars. I shot your remix. He was on that with LL Cool J, uh, Foxy Brown. I believe Prodigy from Mob Deep was on there. I would love to see him do that. Uh, Sunshine, where he sampled Luther Vandross. I think he, I think he did that. I think he just did that song not too long ago. I could definitely see him doing that. You know, something for the ladies. I could definitely see him doing that. Um, I said, "What's love with Ashanti?" Um, success from 95 I could definitely see him playing that what's that Jealous One Still Envy album I definitely could see him playing something off that album Don Cartagena I would love to see him do that does Diddy come outside for this because Diddy is on the hook for that track Don Cartagena Diddy, Diddy is on the hook does Diddy come outside because let's be real we want to see Diddy in the verses too Diddy, we want to see you outside. We want to see you and JD. Come on. What's up? Uh, Let's see. What a, My lifestyle. I would like to see him do that. Because, again, like I said, it's going to be chick records. It's going to be anthems. And it got to be street anthems. And, and then it got to be the street joints. You know what I'm saying? So it's three elements that's going to be a part of this verses. It's going to be the street anthems. Yo, mega hits, and then the records for, the, and then, and, and, you know, the chick records. Misery Loves Company with Noriega on the hook. I would love to see him do that. Again, Noriega said he want to do a versus. Are you coming outside, Nori, for this? You know what I'm saying? You and Fat Joe is hella close. Are you coming outside for this? Um, We taking over? I could definitely see him doing that, because again, like I said, you know, he wants to show love to Cali. He wants to show love to his brother. So I could definitely see him doing We Taking Over. Brown Paper Bag, that's another one. Um, Shit is Real. I could definitely see him doing that. Um, Take Me Home off the Terror Squad album. Yeah, 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 I could see him doing that. This song right here, I don't think he'll do it. But me personally, for my purposes... I would like to see him do whining on me with Lil Wayne and um, Ron Browse. I would like to see him do that record because I think he killed that shit, honestly. I don't even need them to come out. I, I would just like to see him do that. I, I, would, I, I would just like to see him do that record for my, for, for my purposes. But yeah, I, I think I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this versus. Like, I'm truly looking forward to it. I know a lot of people aren't, but I am. I think they're going to do a hell of a job. And on top of that, again, we get two guys that deserve their roses. And I'm glad that they put this together. Because, again, like I said earlier, the matchups that people want to see Ja in, he would have got killed in them. For the sake of argument, hypothetically, let's say 50 was to do it. 50 would have killed Ja Rue with his catalog. You know what I'm saying? They was even throwing LL name in there. First of all, the timeline is way off. Way off. Ja Rule is late 90s. 
LL was early 80s, mid 80s. LL would have killed Ja Rule in the verses. And then with Fat Joe, obviously the logical name would have been Buster. They kind of got the same type records. They both violated. So yeah, it meshes up well. But yeah, I'm glad that they're doing this. Both of them deserve their flowers. They both deserve their roses. And we about to get that. And I believe it's going down September 14th. So I can't wait. But I think the only way that it's truly going to be successful is if people come outside and join them. That's the only way. This can't be a versus where it's just them two on stage. They got to have some surprises. They got to have some people come outside. And I hope that's the case. Because Ashanti is definitely coming out. Remy Ma is definitely coming out. Those two is coming out for damn sure. Now, if they could come up with some other surprises, hell, let's get it on, man. Let's get it on. But that's definitely a versus. This is definitely a versus I'm looking forward to. Congrats to Ja Rule and Fat Joe. They've been in the game for many years. Countless records. Made an impact. I'm glad they're getting their roses. So there it is. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, there was another segment I want to speak on as well. I was just so hyped up talking about verses that I forgot to mention what the episode was going to be about. Y'all know how I am when it comes to the WNBA. Y'all know how much I love the WNBA. Y'all know how much I vouch for the WNBA. Y'all already know that I am an advocate supporter of the WNBA. Women's basketball, regardless. I was watching the Chicago Sky and Las Vegas Aces game Sunday afternoon. And they had a thing called W25 where they announced the 25 greatest players in WNBA history. Not only did they rank, well, they didn't really rank them. They just announced the 25 names. They did it in alphabetical order. But here's the catch. That word GOAT gets thrown around a lot. Don't we all agree? Like, we all say Jordan is the GOAT. Some people say LeBron's the GOAT, which I wish they would stop. We all say Brady's the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? Some people say Hove is the GOAT. Ali is the undisputed GOAT. Like, the word GOAT, Serena Williams, GOAT, gets thrown around a lot. Well, the WNBA, they're looking to find their GOAT. But for the most part, when you hear that word GOAT, a lot of people say Diana Taurasi is the GOAT. She's definitely in the conversation. Spoiler alert, she's definitely one of the 25 names on this list. But the WNBA is now giving fans, including myself, an opportunity to vote for who they think the GOAT is. And the voting process has actually started already you basically have until september 19th which is the end of the wnba season to vote for who you think is the goat of the wnba and there's 25 names 10 of the 25 players are still playing in the league right now three of those players are three-time WNBA, WNBA MVPs. 
It started with 72 names, but they narrowed it down to 25. And they based it on your achievements on the court, your leadership, sportsmanship, and all the stuff that you've done off the court. So basically, on and off the court got you on this list. Now, the voting process was from a panel of media and women's basketball pioneers and advocates. They all decided on the 25 names that's on this list. Now, again, I said you have till September 29th. I mean, 19th. So if you are a fan of the WNBA and you are interested in deciding on who your GOAT is, you have until September 19th. The voting process started Sunday during that game. Fans can vote on the WNBA website or app, or you can go on Twitter and vote. And the winner, the GOAT, you can say, will be announced during the WNBA Finals in October. Now, what's the 25? Who's the 25 players? I'm glad you asked. 24 of the 25 players are WNBA champions. So that means 24 of the 25 women on this list have at least one WNBA finals at their disposal. So let's stop playing and let's get to the names, shall we? Sue Bird, come on. The GOAT of point guards. Diana Taurasi, the GOAT of shooting guards, the white mamba, you could say. Cappy Pondexter, Cynthia Cooper. Listen, four-time WNBA champion. Four-time WNBA Finals MVP. Listen, when the Houston Comets was killing shit back in the day, when they won those four straight championships, she was the Jordan of the WNBA at that time. Tisha Pinachero. I always looked at her as the white chocolate of the WNBA. Jason Williams, C-Webb with the Sacramento Kings. Her and Yolanda Griffith, who's also on this list as well. They reminded me of C-Webb and Jay Williams. And, and it was also fitting that they played for the Sacramento Monarchs as well. Lindsey Whalen. Becky Hammond. Katie Smith. Simone Augustus. Tamika Catchings. Probably the greatest perimeter defender to, well, I, listen, I'm probably downgrading her. I think she's probably the greatest defender ever to play in the WNBA. So let's just put that out there. Maya Moore, Cheryl Swoops, the first female athlete to have her own sneaker. Andrew McCautry. I just spoke about Cynthia Cooper with those four championships. Cheryl Swoops got four championships as well because she was a part of that Houston team. Swin Cash. Elena Deladon. Another four-time champ from that Houston Comets team. Tina Thompson. Tina Charles. Ha, ha, ha. My boo, K. 
Candace Parker, do y'all really think, do you really think that Candace Parker would not be on this list? You are sadly mistaken. Sadly mistaken. Neka Awumake. Rihanna Stewart. This is another name out there that people kind of already consider the GOAT. Lisa Leslie. Sylvia Fowles. Brittany Grinder. Lauren Jackson. And like I said, Yolanda Griffin. So those are all the 25 names that are on the list for contenders of being the GOAT of the WNBA. But see, here's what makes this interesting. Now, when you do a list like this, people are going to look at the list and then they're going to say to themselves, wait a minute. There's some names that's left off. There's some names that should be on this list. That's why it's hard doing these lists. Because it's always going to be somebody that's shunned. It's always going to be someone that gets the short end of the stick. Now, me and my honest opinion, I believe there are some names that deserve to be on here. There's some names that deserve to be on here. And then on top of that, see, for me, I have five honorable mentions. And these five honorable mentions, I believe, should have been on the list. They should have been on. I believe they should. I believe they should have been on this list. Do I think one of them or two of them? Could have been on here, yes, but then it's like, who do I take off? You know what I'm saying? Who do I think, you know what I'm saying? Who do I think comes off, and that's what's going to be hard. But let's go with the honorable mentions, okay? Let's go with the honorable mentions, shall we? First and foremost, shout out to Miss Dawn Staley. Temple University. She's definitely one of the greats of the WNBA. And see, this is the thing that confuses me. She was originally on the top 15 players of all time in 2011. So if you was originally on the top 15 players of all time in 2011, how could you not be on this list of the 25? See, that's the part that confuses me. If you was already... On the all-time list for 15, how could you not be on it for 10? I mean, for the ne for 25. I'll tell you why. Because there were some names on this list that immediately got added on. Immediately got it added on. Teresa Weatherspoon, she's another one. Both of them was on that top 15 players of all-time list in 2011. I remember when they did it. It was an all-star game in 2011. I'm not, sure if it, I'm not sure if it was in the Garden. They did a top 15 players of all time in 2011. Dawn Staley and Teresa Witherspoon both was on that team. So it baffles me that they're not on this team. It baffles me that they're not on the W25. But again... I believe they have their reasons, and I'm going to explain that. I'm just, I just want to give my honorable mentions right now. Rebecca Bronson. Now, look at this. Five-time champion. 
She's the only player in WNBA history with five championships. Cynthia Cooper. Cynthia Cooper. Cheryl Swoops. Tina Thompson. Sue Bird. I believe Simone Augustus. Sylvia Fowles. And Maya Moore. They all have four championships. Rebecca Bronson has five. Four of them was with Minnesota, and one was with the Sacramento Monarchs. Not only is she a five-time champ, she's a five-time all-star. She's an all-time leader in rebounds. How is she not on this list? I'll tell you why she's not on the list. Her stats is not up to par. Now, yeah, she's the all-time boys leader, but when it comes to scoring, she ain't really do that much. So maybe that's why she's not on the list. Maybe they want females to get buckets. Maybe that's why she's not on the list. But come on, five-time champ, and we ignore that? But then again, like I said, they looking for girls that, got, that, that make buckets. Because if that's the case, Robert Horry would be in the Hall of Fame, right? He got seven rings, right? But if you look at his overall numbers, pfft, nothing. All right, here we go. Deanna Nolan, three-time champ with the Detroit Shock. She's got a finals MVP under her belt, five-time All-Star. She was a part of the WNBA Top 20 in 2016. So they did a Top 15 Players of All Time in 2011. Then they added five more to that all-time list in 2016. And now we fast forward five years later, they add another five. And for some reason or another, Deanna Nolan is not on this list. Crazy. Crazy. I forgot Lindsay Whaler. I forgot. I think, I think, I think she's a four-time champion as well, if I'm not mistaken. And last but not least, I had to come home with it. I had to come to New York with it. She ain't from Brooklyn, but she damn sure from Queens. Shamiqua Hoslaw. I remember when she first came to the league. Not even. When she was in college, they was calling her the next Jordan. Six-time All-Star. Three-time second team. Rookie of the year in 99. I mean, you could make a case that she could be on this list, but... After her tenure with the Sparks, her career went down the tube after that. Injury after injury. I believe she was going through some personal issues. I believe, I think she had lost her grandmother or some forth. So her career pretty much just went down, like just fell off after that. But I think she could get some consideration for this list. Definitely. But again, I think the reason why that Dawn Staley, Teaspoon, I think the main reason why that them two didn't make the list was because they don't have no championships. I think that I, I, I honestly think that's why they didn't make the list. Because then you say to yourself, if you put them on, who do you take off? Because now I'm looking at it from their position. I'm looking at it from their position standpoint. 
Sue Bird is not leaving this list. She's the go-to point guards. Sue Bird ain't going no damn where. Okay? Cappy Pondexter. Does she go anywhere? I believe she's a two, three-time champ. I believe she has a finals MVP. I don't think she's going anywhere. Cynthia Cooper definitely ain't going anywhere. Tisha Pinachero, listen, I, I believe being that she was a part of the original 97 class, which Teaspoon was as well. But I think her not having a championship, I think that's probably what did her in. Because listen, Teaspoon could ball, okay? She was, she, she was an emotional leader. She played defense. She dropped dimes. Just the bucket standpoint, she didn't do. So maybe that's kind of what rendered her as well. The same thing as Dawn Staley. Dawn Staley didn't drop buckets like that. But she can play. She dropped buckets when it was necessary. She could drop dimes. She played defense. So yeah, I, I think those two things is the re I think I think that's probably the reasons on why I think they didn't make the list. I think it was because they didn't score buckets as much and they didn't have that many and they didn't have no championships at their disposal. I honestly think those are the two reasons on why. They didn't make this W25 list. Even though it baffles me that they made the first 15 greatest players, but they don't make the greatest 25 players. But again, like I said, 24 of the 25 don't have championships. So now you got to ask yourself, for y'all that's listening, 24 out of the 25, which one of these players is the one that doesn't have a championship? I'll tell you who it is. Angel McCautry. Angel McCautry doesn't have a championship. No, she does not. She does not have a championship. But she's a 2009 Rookie of the Year. A six-time All-Star. No, I'm sorry. A six-time All-WNBA. Five-time All-Star. Two-time scoring champ. Two-time steals champion. Seven time all defense so even though she doesn't have any championships look at the accolades that she's accomplished because if we just go on offer championships then she's got to come off this list because she doesn't have one but they're not going off of that they're going off of obviously what she's done on the court and off the court hell listen if maya moore would have kept playing when she was in her prom because I believe this is the second or third straight, I think it's the second or third straight season that she's missed. She had a she had a bigger calling and that bigger calling was to help get innocent people out of jail and that's what she's doing right now. You can make a case that Maya Moore was on the verge of being the GOAT. You can make that case that she would have been the undisputed GOAT. But she stopped playing to follow a path that was bigger than basketball. Now, yes, she did. The most publicized thing she did was help get an innocent man out of jail. That innocent man wound up turning in to be her husband later on down the line. Okay? But she's has she started an organization and a movement to help other innocent people fight this jail system. Fight the justice system. So imagine being one of the greatest players of all time 
And in that case, probably at that time, you could say she was the GOAT, okay? And being an activist, fighting for something greater than yourself. Just think about that. So, if she chooses to come back to play, which I honestly don't think she is. I honestly don't think she's coming back. I I, I think she I, I think she's done, but even if she even if she is done, she done made her mark already. She's made her mark already. She's made her mark with people can only dream to have a resume of Maya Moore. 2014 Finals MVP, 2011 Rookie of the Year, four-time champ, seven-time All-NBA, six-time All-Star, two-time All-Defense, scoring champ. I mean, the list goes on. The list goes on. You can't really say nothing about her. You can't. Now, I know there's going to be some people that say, oh, Brianna Stewart shouldn't have made the list. Oh, anybody after a certain year shouldn't be considered a GOAT. Let me tell y'all something. Brianna Stewart right now. And after this, I'm going to close. Because for the most part, a lot of people already have Diana Taurasi considered as the GOAT. If Brianna Stewart can continue to go in the trajectory that she is on now, 2018 MVP, 2016 Rookie of the Year, she already has two championships. She already has two finals MVPs, three-time All-WNBA, three-time All-Star, two-time All-Defense. Listen, it is hard to take anyone off this list and make room for any of the other names I just said. Tisha Pinachero, she's a one-time All-Star. No, one-time champ. Four-time All-Star. Three-time All-NBA. Second on the all-time and assists. Now, if anybody could come off this list, I would say it's her. And make space for Teaspoon or Dawn Staley because not for nothing, they have more All-Star appearances than her. But, again, I think being that she has that championship, that's going to keep her in the conversation. Cappy got two championships. She's made all NBA four times. She's not going nowhere. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. Because I'm only looking at it from a point guard perspective. Oh, no. Becky Hammond. She doesn't have a championship. I'm sorry. So, it's two players on this list. 23 of the 25 on this list do not have championships. But Becky Hammond is a four-time All-NBA and a six-time All-Star. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's unfortunate that Teaspoon and Dawn Staley was left off this list, but that's why I made them honorable mentions. It's the same thing with Deanna Nolan. It's the same. It's the same thing with Deanna with, with Deanna Nolan. I think it's very unfortunate that they are not on this list. So maybe it's three reasons on why they didn't make the list. They were never all NBA. They don't have no championships, and they didn't really score buckets like that. I think those are the two reasons on I think those are the three reasons on why Teaspoon and Dawn Staley didn't make the list.
Because I'm looking at, I, I, I'm, listen, I'm looking at the list right now. And every other female that made this list, all the 25 that have made this list, they have multiple all NBAs, all WNBAs. Whether it's first team or second team, they have multiple all NBAs. So, this is just my knowledge here. In order for you to make this list, you've had to make all WNBA and you had to have some buckets and score some buckets. That's the way I'm looking at it. You had to, you had to make all WNBA and you had to make some buckets, serious buckets. Because obviously it's not about championships because like I said, two of the 25 don't have championships. But you can't go wrong with this list. No, you can't go wrong with this list. There's like there's no way around it. All, all 25 women that are on this list are deserving. The other five that I mentioned as honorable mentions, they definitely deserve it as well. But before I go, I will say this. I will say this. This is how you know how special these women are. Because if you go back to my 200th episode where I celebrated my third year anniversary, all 25 of these women was selected in my all-time WNBA mock draft. When me and my guys, shout out to KSAP, shout out to Sam, shout out to Javon who produced it, shout out to Sean. All 25 of these names, they all were selected. Each and every one of them was selected. We all four put our teams together. All 25 of these women were selected. And if memory serves me correct, four of my five honorable mention was also selected. So that right there tells you how great these women were because not only was they selected for this W25 list, they were also selected for my all-time mock fantasy draft. So there you have it. So again, the winner... The Undisputed GOAT will be announced during the WNBA Finals in October. You have until September 19th to vote, and you can vote on the WNBA website or app or Twitter. So good luck to all 25 of these women. Now, I know y'all all, all want to know who I think the GOAT is. Spoiler alert. I'm not going to say it's Candace. It's not Candace Parker. I'll just say that. I, I do not believe she's the GOAT. I do not believe she's the GOAT. She definitely deserves to be on this list. You could best believe that. But as far as her being the GOAT, I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put her in the GOAT conversation. I, 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 I just wouldn't. But again, it's a wrap for this episode. Thank y'all all for y'all support. Man, keep it going, keep it flowing, man. Like, I've been on the grind lately, man. This this is the second episode that I'm dropping this week. But uh, I'm just trying to get back into the realm of things, man. It was a time I was gone for a while, so I'm trying to make up for lost time. But again, thank y'all all for y'all support. Keep it going, keep it flowing. Um, y'all can catch me on all podcast streaming platforms except Tidal. 
Y'all can check me out on all my social media pages. Dre Day 1985 on Twitter. Dre Day 1985 is Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast on Instagram. Dre Day on Facebook. The links are in the bios. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Press play. Get some unfiltered opinions in, in, in podcasting, man. But again, thank y'all all for y'all support, man. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. And closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode of Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. Again, I want to thank y'all all for y'all support. Stay blessed. Be, be best. But more importantly, be safe and stay safe. Catch y'all on the flip side. Episode 208 is done. Catch y'all on the flip side. Alright? God bless. Peace and love. Your boy is out of here. Peace.